Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll Up, the official Phil Samir Games podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Fain, joined by Todd Jerschel, and we also have a special guest. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Todd, how are you? I am doing great, Sam. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, getting getting closer and closer to the release here. I know, man. It's it's you know it's the holiday season. We got the release coming up. I just poked myself in the arm where I got my booster shot today without realizing it, <laughs> and that hurt like a son of a bitch. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. Uh, obviously, the you know the um, the sets are pretty much you know all teasers are out there. Uh, there's a few few names being held back for the legend set, um, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the prime names yet to go. Although we'll be talking about some of those today, but. Um, yeah, it's super, super exciting. And and we have all of the artwork now. Is all the artwork finished? Yeah, everything's finished. Yeah, wow. we're, we're kind of doing our last round of proofing now. And uh, we send this stuff uh, to the printer momentarily as we record this. We're recording a little earlier uh, than we usually do in the week. but That's right. It's a Saturday, Saturday, December the 4th. So if anything happens between now and Thursday and we don't talk about it, that's why. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As I mentioned, we are joined by a special guest tonight. Uh, We have Ty States with us, which we're very excited about. We're going to talk about uh, the the women's set, the upcoming women's set, uh, and a couple of other things, too. Um, So we're we're really looking forward to that. Ty, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. I'm always happy to be here. Second shot at this. I'm I'm back at my house, not in Texas this time. (laughs) And... uh, you know, thanks to you guys for recording on Saturday night so that I could be here too. Um, you know, it's hard with my schedule. To, you know, I got the days free, but if you guys normally do it at night, you know, to, so thanks for bringing me on here Saturday night. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are nothing if not flexible. We, we attempt to be anyway. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about the set. I know that you've got uh, some, some great stories, obviously, about uh, you know, when some of these people were signed and you know, bringing them to life in, in the game and, and statting the cards. And, and, and we'll, we'll get into all of that, obviously, here in just a minute. But first, we're going to get to our teasers. Uh, the Going back to, to the, the last Legends teaser uh, from Friday uh, was none other than Tracy Smothers. Um, and color update for a card that we already had in black and white uh some great art uh just wonderful to have him in this set uh it's fitting he got a start in memphis he was actually trained by steve kern and jerry jarrett um so it's you know i mean here he is in the set sharing some space with steve kern again uh and had had a really interesting career in memphis in so much as that he he got a start there he was used mostly as enhancement talent on saturday mornings and then he went away and he worked in mid-south he worked in florida he came back and when he came back they were like let's go with this kid and he won the uh, uh mid-america heavyweight title uh in a tournament uh he was you know pretty high up on the card for, for most of his stay there. He actually wrestled the bear at one point. Um, true story. And uh, I actually have a story about that myself, but I'll let you continue. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he would be quite the journeyman throughout his career. He, he worked everywhere. Uh, both uh, the big promotions, he was in WCW, of course, uh, in a tag team with Steve Armstrong. Uh, and they had some success there. Uh, he ended up 
heading up north to go to WWF and it was Freddie Joe Floyd, which of course was a rib uh, on, on uh, <laughs> Jack and, and Jerry Briscoe's uh, names and uh, didn't really have a whole lot of success at the time. Um, but one of the places where he probably had his most uh, successful run w- was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Jim Cornette, um, where he pretty much held all the titles at one time or another and uh, was main event star um, during his run down there. And he, you know, he would uh, eventually go on uh, to to other places once the promotion folded, including ECW, where, of course, he was part of the popular full-blooded Italian gimmick um, with uh, little Guido and Tommy Rich uh, and Big Sal and, and other people would, would end up, you know, being a part of that stable before all was said and done but um just an incredible talent and i I think one of the things that i wrote in the teaser is that one of his most lasting marks that he left on the business uh, is the way that he really kind of fostered uh, a lot of the new talent coming up in the indies and worked with a lot of young names um you know cm punk being a big one in fact when when some others did unfortunately pass uh due to complications from lymphoma punk was one of the first people to take to twitter and talk about everything that he'd learned from some others and how important and integral he was to his early career in particular uh and and i think that there are a lot of guys uh, you know, especially Punk's generation that could say the same thing because he worked with a lot of guys coming through like IWA in the South. Um, and, you, you know, he, he really spent a lot of his time kind of in, in those Southern promotions, uh, you know, Memphis, Evansville, uh, Louisville, Kentucky area. So uh, he's perfect for this set and, and, and always wonderful to be able to pay tribute to somebody who's no longer with us. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun name. Uh, I think people are going to really enjoy uh, the stats and uh, it's a good card. It's a good card. Todd, what are your thoughts on Tracy Smothers? What's that bear story? Uh, I'll get to that for a second. Yeah, no, Tr- I'm really glad we had uh, Tracy in this this one. This is a you know card that I definitely wanted to get updated from the black and whites. Um, now I, I, I'll admit I haven't seen a lot of older Tracy Smothers in the you know, Memphis or even I kind of was not out of it during his like brief WWF run. I was not watching that. I didn't really see much of him in ECW or I haven't really watched a ton of Smoky Mountain where I've seen him the most was very late in his career at, at AIW kind of in his, <laughs> you know, do, doing indie, indie spots with them out, out in, uh, in Cleveland. Uh, definitely saw a lot of him there. Uh, and you know, the other one, and just kind of also just hearing stories about him, you know, through their podcast. I know that the, the one thing they always said about him was that he would always be in there, like watching all the matches you know, mm-hmm. of everybody else. And then would always give critique. Like he, the guy just loved wrestling and loved being able to pass along, you know, any knowledge that he had to people who wanted to hear it. And uh, I think a lot of people like an AIW, I think in particular, definitely really respected him and respected, you know, that, that knowledge he was passing along. So, um, yeah, so definitely, a you know, good guy there. And then kind of going along with that with AIW, kind of the bear story here. Uh, so um, I was friendly with uh, uh, Marion Fontaine, mm. uh, who runs the old wrestling. And um, at one of the JLIT tournaments at AIW, uh, I happened upon Marion uh, filming a promo for a old wrestling extravaganza. And it was Tracy Smothers cutting a promo on a bear. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tracy Smothers was fighting a bear at the next extravaganza. The bear 
was actually Robert Evans in, this, in a bear costume in the end. But <laughs> oh my gosh! But he was cutting a promo on a bear, and he had like a, a bearskin rug, and he was like, you know, and <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. And like when when I think of Tracy Smothers, I think of him cutting a promo on a bear in a stairwell in Cleveland, Ohio. That's the first thing I think of, but uh, yeah, definitely great guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. There's a, you know, there's so many just wild stories associated with Tracy Smothers. And there's actually a book um, that John Cosper uh, either co-wrote ghost wrote, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, the autobiography. Uh, if you don't buy this book, everybody dies. Um, and I think, I, I don't know, the sale might still be going on at the time that this podcast drops. It might not be, but uh, Cosper was running a big sale um, on all of his books books uh, through his website. So um, he's got a lot of really great wrestling books out there. And this is just one of them. Bluegrass Brawlers is another, uh, the original Black Panther. There's, there's just a lot of great wrestling stuff. Uh, um, wrestling by Gaslight is another one that I'm really interested in, which I did pick up. I just, I haven't read it yet, which is about like turn of the century wrestling. But um, so yeah, yeah, if you don't buy this book, everybody dies. Tracy Smothers uh, life story. Uh, hear that uh, uh, bear story. I'm sure something similar to it and lots of other tall tales. Uh, Ty, what are your thoughts on this Tracy Smothers update? I definitely, definitely like him. You know, I, I certainly saw most of his career, if not all of it, you know, myself on TV or on tapes and DVDs over all the years. Uh, remember different places, you know, I really like this, the, uh, in WCW NWA, the uh not before the young pistols the um oh, the southern boys the southern boys right yeah, yeah that was a fun te- team you know he, so many things smoky mountain he was great um when i i got to sign him back whatever that was i forget how many years before now but um he was happy to do it but you know just a small example of what kind of person who he was uh, he wanted to talk to me on the phone personally about it and it Ooh. was a short call but he just wanted to call me and and talk about the game and talk about wrestling, you know, maybe just to check me out to see how much, you know, I was into wrestling itself or whatever, but it was cool to, to talk to him on the phone when, uh, when we got him signed for the game and get his card in there the first time. And now another one checked off, it's updated. So, um, decide what I'll be doing with him in my game here uh, with the new color card yeah he's definitely going to find a place in, in my legends fed uh, i don't know if it'll be right away or not but uh, uh i'm looking forward to using the card for sure um <clears throat> and then next up of course we have our cotg prime releases um which uh, is, is really just hot off the press for us because i have not had a chance to really pay a whole bunch of attention to this however i can tell you that uh this is this is straight to chronos uh, it's an alternate universe, uh, version of commander Sam and stars and stripes. Uh, we're getting commander Sam us air and American made, uh, COTG prime quarter four releases. Uh, really, really looking forward to seeing what people think of these guys. I love the cards. I love the art. I, I think, you know, the stats are, you know, they're fitting for Kronos. You know, obviously a lot of the cards on Kronos are pretty pumped up uh, and these guys will fit right in, which is cool because I always loved Stars and Stripes. I was a huge Commander Sam fan. You know, when I first got the game, Commander Sam was definitely one of my favorites. Um so it'll be interesting to see how these guys do, you know, what, what more to the story there might be. And obviously what everyone else is thinking, uh, Todd, what are your thoughts on these three? They're definitely really cool art. Uh, you know, a, I know this is a, an idea Rob had 
uh, a while ago. I know originally when we were planning out for the year here, we had, um, yeah, I think we were going to do another FTR this quarter originally. And then once we decided to make it a full set and kind of bring everything together, it kind of opened up a spot for, and prime is like, well, let's get something, you know, kind of going for Kronos, you know, kind of, you know, keep, keep that going, bring something else into there. Uh, and these guys were, were, you know, perfect addition to it. Great trio. I think there is a, at least a couple of trios moves in it as well. At least I think an upgraded uh, finisher for Sam, I think in there, uh, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's uh, yeah, the great, great group. And uh, <laughs> kind of like uh, Rob's uh, tagline uh, in there as well. <laughs> yes. You can't have a war without America. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and, and, and I seriously, I just cannot wait to see what people think uh, of these cards. Cause like I said, the, the, the artwork uh, on commander Sam in particular, it's, it's, it's not, I, I don't think it's what people would be expecting uh, if I just told them that Commander Sam is going to be, you know, in this set. And, uh, right, right. you know, uh, U.S. Air is 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 just pretty perfect as well. American Made is definitely uh, different from, uh, you know, American Mail. But, um, yeah, cool, cool stuff. Uh, Ty, any thoughts on these uh, on this trio? Yeah, well, I, I got to see them, too. It's, you know, the they were great guys when I played the GWF. And so to have these Kronos versions of them, um, every time there's something for Kronos comes out, I keep thinking maybe I should buy this um, <laughs> just because I like the storyline that he's come up with for everything. And we're getting so many cards for it. You can do a lot of things um, just with Kronos. So, but you know, to get commander Sam and those and the tag team, uh, it should, they should do, I think they should do well with Kronos. Definitely create a, six-man tournament or do something give them an advantage oh yeah trio oh, yeah. for sure there definitely definitely yeah completely agree um well it'll be like i said it'll be really interesting to see what the boards think uh once the the names are officially dropped which will obviously be before this podcast technically drops but uh uh you know maybe we'll we'll touch on it next episode so we can get in on the conversation um but always fun to add more talent to chronos and you know the great thing about chronos is you can literally add any talent you want anytime you want whether it's you know cotg cards from the past uh that includes you know cpc ace whatever you want uh or of course uh, as rob and i were talking about on the podcast when he was talking about chronos you know way back uh bring your legends cards in you know there's no reason you can't have frank god show up uh, you know, challenge infinity plex. Why not? Uh, <laughs> sure. um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to those. Uh, and of course we've had all the FTR screw job, uh, teasers and, uh, I, yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that brings us to the, uh, women of the Indies prime, uh, announcement. So, only one of the three names has been announced this week. Uh, the other two names will be announced the following week. And we'll talk to those on the next, we'll talk about those on the next episode. Uh, but this one is going to be Tasha Steeles. Ty, why don't you just take it away? Tell us a little bit about Tasha Steeles and talk about uh, this card, because obviously, you know, you were the one that, that put it together. Tasha Steeles, definitely a good name. You know, the other podcast I was on was when we did the tournament to see who was going <laughs> to um, get one of the cards coming up. And she was in that, so people knew she was signed and hoping she'd be coming out. So now there's a chance to use her here. Uh, I remember watching her early in her career. I got her signed about four years ago at uh, the first ever rise TV, uh, ascent TV tapings mm-hmm. by Pittsburgh that uh, Pete Beck went with me to that, you know, it was an all day 
taping. It was a lot of fun. Made made some other signings there that day. Um, you know, Tasha Steele's great name now on Impact. We already had Kiara Hogan, so now if you want to use that tag team, you got both of them. If you want to do something different, you know, as always, it's your game. Um, <laughs> so it definitely was fun to you know finally start to work on her stats. You know, I I think I'd started on them a while ago because just to do something and there was a chance you might hit prime somewhere else. And then it, it didn't happen, you know? So I stopped working on them and then I go back to it for another time. And then now we're definitely going to do the card. So, you know, I got them all finalized then. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm glad that, that the opportunity, you know, finally arose and it's a, it's a testament, I think to the set in general, because, you know, it, it really shuffling the names around and trying to figure out like who, you know, who should be in the set, who should be in prime. And it, you know, it became clear at one point, I think that there, there was no way to delineate between, you know, like who should be where ultimately it was, you know, it was just almost kind of arbitrary that somebody had to go to prime because I, I would argue that, you know, at least two of the names, maybe not all three of the names, but at least two of the names in prime could have easily fit into the main set had it not been for, you know, the other names that were, that were in that set. And Tasha certainly fits the bill there. Um, you know, obviously she's having some success in impact right now. She's also worked uh, in WA ring of honor. Um, and mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, just a, a great, a great career over the past four, you know, four years or so in, in particular. And, uh, I think, uh, just, just another great addition to the, to the game and whether you're, you know, deciding to team her up with Kira Hogan or, you know, have her, uh, uh, feud against her or, or whatever, um, you know, seeing, see, seeing what happens here. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be another great name to add. Todd, your thoughts on, uh, Tasha Steele's. Well, this is one that I know, yeah, especially after the after the tournament there, like, all right, we need to get her in the game as soon as as soon as possible at this point. You know, again, as you said, especially since we had uh um uh, Kiara Hogan in last year, uh, it just kind of made sense, yeah, to finally get her into the game. Uh yeah, I had some fun kind of figuring out what the right uh you know uh, shot to use was, but yeah, I wanted to get kind of you know, her kind of her kind of unique look there and get the sunglasses in and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I like how the art kind of came out for it as well. Uh, so yeah, definitely glad to have her in and uh, yeah, she doesn't, it not as much as international as the rest of the set there, but I guess she does have a Puerto Rican flag, which is part of the United <laughs> States, but you know, has its own flag, you know, which is like kind of like loosely fits in there, maybe too. If you want to, if you want to stretch that far, so. hey, as I have said from the beginning, we have people that play this game living in the UK, living in other parts of Europe, living. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, to them, the US is international, right? There you go. So, exactly, that justifies it all. There uh, <laughs> and I will say, our last two names definitely fit in the international yes. realm, very much so in multiple yeah. ways. So, yeah, I'm, uh, but that'll be uh, coming out uh, next week then. So, we, yeah. are, we are stretching out the prime teasers over the course of two weeks then, with the exception of the uh, Champions of the Galaxy Prime. That That is the, the one week there. And I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really excited for people to see these next two names. I think uh, the argument could be made that, that some of the best art uh, that we've that we've seen uh, it, for the for the women's sets in, in a while, uh, perhaps is, is with that. That's not a knock to any sure. of the other art. There's some great art out there, but I just think that there's some really unique stuff. And you you found some great uh, reference uh, reference photos 
Because unfortunately, yeah. after after the successful signing of some of these people, you know, they kind of go off the grid. And even if you try to contact them and say, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? You'll you'll just get crickets. But um, but yeah, it'll be really cool to, th- to see what people think uh, of these names. I think that one of the cool things about this set in general is that there are names that people are not quite as familiar with due to the international nature of the set and the opportunity to learn a little bit more about some of these folks and, and follow them because, you know, some of these people we found, you know, fairly early in their career. So it gives you the opportunity to see where they might go next. Um, and and uh, I, I think that, you know, these, these two names next week will, will be... Uh, names that people need to maybe maybe do a little research on. We'll see. Um, but all that said, uh, is there any other news from Fed HQ that we need to catch up on before we hop into the main event? Uh, nothing yet, but do keep an eye out next week. We will have some more details on our uh, 2022 Phil Singer Games Perennial. We'll be coming out next week, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm in it for the limited edition cards. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, well, obviously, if you haven't gotten your pre-orders in, do so. Uh, there's still time um, at the time that this podcast drops. There'll still be time to get your pre-order in and probably get shipped off with uh, that that first uh, shipment of of the game, and you'll get your stuff hopefully hopefully before Christmas. We'll see. No promises, um, but obviously that's going to be the the endeavor. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, it, it, whether you're ordering one thing or everything, and that includes, of course, the massive Ringside Companion. Uh, I think you'll be very, very pleased with the releases this season. Um, And of course, someone that had a huge hand in shaping um, the Indies release uh, this season, Uh, you know, that includes signing names, statting cards, you know, all the, the, the back and forth and kind of, you know, finessing things and figuring out exactly where you want things to be, et cetera, et cetera. The man behind the women's sets in particular, uh, the women of of the Indies, uh, not only this set, of course, but, you know, pretty much everything we've had for for quite some time is none other than Thai States. Uh, So again, thank you so much for joining us, Thai. I want to hit you with a question right off the, that because we didn't get the chance to do this last time how did you become a fan of phil singer games phil singer games well i think like a, a vast majority of people back in when the game started i saw the ad in pwi magazine um i'm trying to remember if it was one of those deals where I gave my mom the money and she wrote a check that I could mail in. Um, <laughs> that definitely happened with me. I can tell you that. <laughs> get the, the first set. So that was, you know, I'm not going to say I, that I got one of those first 500 sets in 86 or whatever, you know, but I, I think it was probably 87 that I got the first GWF set. And, um, nice. So it, it would, you know, fell in love, like pretty much anyone that's still playing it now or just starting now. It's, that's how good it was. And, uh, went to college that year in 87 and my best friend I made that at Lock Haven, you know, those, the time at Lock Haven, me and him played hundreds of cards of, of matches. <laughs> and that's probably why I, one of the many reasons I took a long time to graduate from school <laughs> playing <laughs> much GWF. And um, so that was, you know, like so many people would just find that ad, got the game, gave it a try and um, played it for a long time since then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, it, it is true. There are so, so many of us, you know, myself included that saw one of those ads in PWI and, you know, in my case, it was getting a money order and, and mailing it in, and, you know, it was, I, to this day, I, I tell the story sometimes to people that aren't even initiated with the game, but it was one of the first things that I ever like, you know, really bought with my own money and, and, and like went through the effort of actually getting the money order, putting it in an envelope, you know, getting a stamp, doing it, like doing it all myself. Uh, and, uh, I think, um, I think that's true for, for others as well. Um, and what about wrestling? Like uh, when, you know, when did you become a fan? What were some of your earliest memories of wrestling? And, and you know, what did you like uh, growing up? Well, a little bit before getting that GWF set, um, you know, I, I might have got into wrestling slightly late in life. I definitely wasn't a little kid watching, but I'd see things here and there and hear about it, hear friends talking about it. And uh, one of my good friends, Pat Hart, would, once in a while, you know, he comes over, stays overnight. And he wanted to watch wrestling. And one night was Saturday night's main event. And um, it was the one, 80, probably 86, with uh, when Bundy attacked Hogan and broke his ribs mm-hmm. to set up WrestleMania 2. That would have been 86. Um, I remember watching that with him. And um, for some reason, it just dragged me in. And um, from from that point on, Probably another, let's see, for the next 20 some years, I mean, you could probably say I was obsessed with wrestling because I watched <laughs> everything there was. I recorded everything I could record. I traded tapes, traded DVDs, you know, so just for some reason, I got I dragged got dragged into it and, you know, just like watching wrestling ever since then. And, um, that that was it. That's probably that main. I can definitely remember that main event with Hogan getting his ribs broke. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. I, I remember that too. I you know I, I was I was fairly young at the time, but uh, I was already I was already a fan of, of wrestling at that point. Uh, and I think WrestleMania two might have been the first WrestleMania that we watched live that we, you know, that we actually uh, uh, bought or whatever, but um, which, uh, which feed did you see? Cause that was the three cities. Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, I honestly don't remember. I, I know. I mean, I know I saw uh, the Bundy and Hogan main event. Um, Cause that was why we had ordered. And I could be, you know, honestly, this could be a little Mandela effect on me because it may have been that we just rented the, the VHS after it came out. And watched- I think it was, was it still in closed circuit? No, I guess it was still, it started pay-per-view by that point. Yeah. Was- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to, I, I, maybe I can ask my dad. I don't know. Maybe he'd remember, but maybe not. Uh, Anyway, um, you know, and at what time did you become involved, um, you know, with the, with the signing, uh, of wrestlers and kind of the, you know, the creation of official cards, um, you know, basically become a company man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've got my list saved, you know, people have signed and the dates and everything. I I think 2010 might be the first 09, 2010, the first time I signed people, um, I think I just remember asking Todd probably, you know, I might be able to get some people. Can I have the form and got the form and immediately tried to, you know, start signing people, whether I was in person at shows or find them on the internet and emailing them. So, you know, definitely at least 10 years that I've been signing people yeah. and I got to start working the stats probably because Anytime I would hear anything coming up 
and there might be a woman in the set, I would ask, Hey, can I do the stats or can I help or can I do this? So you might've got tired of me asking to do the stats. And so you guys just said, well, we'll just let Ty do of the women and you know, maybe he'll be happy. <laughs> it must've been one of the later shimmer sets. I'm guessing then is, is when you maybe started uh, the first I was- cards, first cards I wrote. Let's see. So the first shimmer set was 2015, maybe. Uh, or earlier, no, I think it was thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Because uh, yeah, I was not. I, I was not. Did we have those PDFs with... before that? Because I wrote yeah, those. There was stats. some of those. Yeah, yeah. And then it, the there was a four in the, in the women's eight pack. So I did those. It's so that those might have been the first ones, and then definitely, you know, volume one is Shimmer sixteen cards set. You know that that was the first you know full set thing that I did. Right. I think you were working a lot with Chris Osk then because he was, he kind of was running the, the PDFs and then the first two Shimmer sets, he was kind of leading that effort. I think I took over starting with Shimmer 3, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I think you must have been working with him in those early ones. Yeah, I do remember. For some reason, I remember specifically him saying, you know, Chris saying, do you want to do these stats or not? But, yeah, I do remember he was involved in the production mm-hmm. and things and uh, you know, that was a lot of fun because those, those early PDFs, like that eight pack, um, it basically let me pick who to go in. And it was tough because I liked everybody that was signed. Right. So <laughs> we, it was easy. We went Lacey and Rain and Amber O'Neill and Chrissy Vane with two tag teams and the four singles wrestlers. Um, you know, I, I got to pick those four to add in to finish the set. So, um, that had been the start and happy to, have wrote almost almost all the women's cards for the indies. Yeah, yeah you know, and and uh, I mean, I I love the the Shimmer sets, and obviously being you know in Chicago, I mean, going going down to the Berwyn Eagles Club and seeing the Shimmer shows, and uh, which is the only place I've ever seen them. They did a couple of shows in Logan Square Auditorium, and then obviously they've they've gone you know elsewhere, especially during like WrestleMania weekend and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the only shows that I've ever seen have been over in Berwyn, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, when I, when I got those cards, um, I was just a, such a big fan right away. And I feel like the, you know, the artwork and, and the stats, uh, you, you know, on that, on that first set, um, you know, were pretty much just right, right where they should have been. You know what I mean? It was, it was like a case of like looking at them and being like, oh yeah, this is perfect. You know I mean? It just felt like, uh, everybody was, you know, was, was where they, where they would be, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, and just really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed that set quite a bit and enjoyed the subsequent sets, uh, as well. Um, you know, we're so fortunate. You look back at the rosters of, of all the shimmer sets, you know, the five shimmer sets that we have and, and so much of that talent, um, you know, has gone on to, to other things. I mean, you even look at the last shimmer set and you've got Britt Baker and Shotzi Blackheart in it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. one of them's, you know, featured in, in a, in a main event feud on, on SmackDown right now. And the other mm-hmm. one's the women's champion in AEW. So. And there's been a couple yeah. indie sets that have definitely picked up in popularity more recently. And uh, <laughs> shimmer five is definitely amongst that. Yeah. What, what's I'm like, like, why is this one suddenly? And then I like, saw, so, yeah, Shotzi and Brett. I'm like, okay. It seems right. to be a lot of the, a lot of the AEW like high end ones are the ones I think in particular are getting a lot of attention. So probably Brett, I think, uh, yeah, it was great to get her. I mean, Chelsea green was in that one too. Yeah. There's some really great names in that yeah. one. Yeah, Shotzi was one I signed the same show as Tasha Steele's. No, nice. At, uh, 
at the rise tapings and Zia Brookside was there. It was so exciting to sign and get her signed. You know, yeah. Somebody from Europe coming over to Pennsylvania and what are the odds I'm going to be there to talk to her? And yeah, uh, but that, that first shimmer set, you know, 16 cards is not too often other than a starter set. There's, you know, you're not going to get a 16 card set probably. Right. But that is definitely one of the, still one of the most stacked sets that we've put out with the, for the names that are in that yeah, front, totally. that first volume. Um, there's so many main eventers and, and top names, you know, and the, even the undercard from back then, like Veda Scott still around. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think Athena, Athena's in that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Jesse McKay is in that, but I, for me, the big names in that set will, will always be cheerleader Melissa, Madison Eagles, and Mercedes Martinez. I, yes. you know, I, I mean, there's there's some great names in the set. Don't get me wrong, and I think like Nicole Matthews' main event card that she got a few sets later. Yeah, I love that card too. But uh, Madison Eagles is one of my favorite wrestlers. I, I mean, period. Not not just women's wrestling. She, I just I think she's phenomenal. I, I love watching her. Um, you know, cheerleader Melissa is is, is up there as well, um, and then Mercedes Martinez is just. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think about um, the Sarah Del Rey was never had a shimmer card. Uh, she did not. No, right. only Chikara. Yeah. And, uh, and then a, a second one, right? Yeah. Cause I helped Rob update it, I think, um, or wrote it, but yeah, i course i didn't get the names or talk to prazak on finalizing the set or why sarah del rey wasn't in the first set but you know back then it was it was her mercedes um melissa you know you could argue who was who was the best rest, women's wrestler in the world back then yeah. right so and then of course you got mischief as well who was you know one yeah. of their longest reigning champions so um yeah yeah awesome set well i could we, we you know one of these days maybe we'll do a shimmer show we'll talk more about those sets because you know what we, we we've got a set to talk about that, yeah. is, that is that is you know just now uh, uh coming out uh not even been printed yet uh people won't have it in their hands by the time this episode drops but thought it would be just a cool opportunity to kind of give uh, a little bit more of an in-depth preview uh for for the set um and uh you know we might as well I'll just just start off kind of run down the list here um and if i'm you know if i'm if i'm looking at my stack of of pdf here <laughs> if you will <laughs> uh the first card is none other than masha slamovich ty tell us about masha um you know i mean she's she's just a, a great talent i mean someone who's been working a lot in the northeast in particular right now um you know quite the quite the terror and beyond wrestling you can see her pretty much every week at uncharted territory um and and i think is uh again you know i said this earlier but she's one of those people that over the past year in particular has grown so much oh yeah she's really taken off last year or so um you first off she has a great name. <laughs> yes. Even if, even if you don't care that you know she's from Russia, but Masha Slamovich is just a great name to start with. Yeah. But um, I remember last year when people on the board, you know, what, who's going to be in the women's set and names that they wanted, and somebody said Masha Slamovich. So I had to look her up because of that name. And as soon as I saw her wrestle, like, yeah. She, she's going to be good. She's going to be real good. And she's still young. Got her signed back then. 
and then it comes to this year and we definitely we got her in the set being an international theme and you know she was excited and happy to be in and help me out with all kinds of moves and then i asked her again this year you know you're, you're gonna be in this set definitely coming in december you know anything different changed and so she gave me some new stuff to to do on the card and then started watching the matches and um she's just a lot of fun to watch she's got the speed and the power and you know hopefully she keeps getting better and better and eventually get out of just the indies and get up somewhere or more even more exposure but she's definitely you know rocketing up right now yeah i you know she uh she recently had a match with uh layla hirsch which was fantastic uh another match with megan bain she came out on the losing into both of those matches unfortunately but uh you know she's she is she's just a heck of a talent and she's the type of hand right now that you look at, at all the tools that she has and it's 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 one of those things where at this point really what she needs is the exposure. You know, I think when I first saw her maybe a year and a half ago or whatever, uh, you know, I thought like, Oh, she's good, you know, but, but she could be better. But now she's gotten into that place where I think that, you know, she's, she is better. And, and uh, she had a, a, a hell of a match with Edith surreal, actually towards the beginning of the year, they had a, a Soviet death match, um, which took place outside uh, on, in the frozen wastes of Pennsylvania. And they were doing just crazy <laughs> stuff, you know, slams in the snow. And, you know, uh, I, I think Masha was bleeding. I can't remember if Edith was bleeding or not. And there were, you know, dives off the top of somebody's house through a table and just, you know, it was, it was a crazy, crazy match. And that was really kind of what caught my eye. I think the most, um, <clears throat> But watching her recently in Uncharted Territory, yeah, it's clear that uh, she's on a, a heck of a trajectory, and, and I look forward to seeing seeing where she goes. And I think the card does a really great job of representing where she is, you know, right now, and 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 it also, especially with the the changes in her move set, because she has really kind of fleshed out her move set a little bit more. There's there's more, um, you, you know. Uh, it, there's more variety to what she does. There's more depth to what she does. Um, you know, she's not just a brawler. She's not just a power wrestler. She's not just, you know, she, she does have some good speed. They, they mentioned her quickness, you know, on commentary quite a bit. And um, I'm excited. And I think there are a lot of people that are excited. She was one of those names of, you know, being announced first, obviously you want, you know, you want a name that's going to get people's interest. That's going to make people say, Oh, this is a set that I, you know, that I want to get. And I think Masha was the perfect name to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, de definitely great name in there, both, you know, as a wrestler and actual name, too. Uh, the first time I heard of her was at the uh, Jakara Young Lions Cup in January of 2020. She was part of that. Um, yeah, again, I, I, I saw her, you know, her look and then her name. I'm like, oh, She's fantastic. I just loved. I, I I thought it was great right there. I hadn't seen her wrestle. Then I saw some of her wrestling, and I was like, "Oh, good. She's like actually can work too." So this is great. <laughs> so yeah, I think when we were designing this one, and we knew we wanted an international theme, it was like, "All right, we know she's going in." I think when we first kind of met the three of us, right, who do we want to get in this? She was like a home run right there. So it was kind of made sense that was uh, kind of our leadoff name for the set. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, what people do with her, because uh, I think, uh, you know, she's the type of person you can slot in, you know, anywhere in, in your Fed. And, uh, you know, for, for, for uh, anyone who's keeping score out there, I will mention Imogen to wrestling real quick, because she holds a win over the one called Manders. So, you know, uh, that's that's impressive <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, and not just a win. I think it was a stoppage win. Like she 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 just, you know, she really uh, uh, performed well. Uh, next name up um, on on the, uh, the stack of the PD. Here is the alpha female Jazzy Gabbard. Um, 
you know, what a great name to, to have uh, in the game. And I don't say that in any self-congratulatory way because uh, yeah, I, I did uh, have Anna sign in her, but um, I think, you know, when it comes to women over the past decade or so uh, that have had, you know, a big impact on an international level, Jazzy is, I mean, undoubtedly, I think one of the biggest names, um, a former, you know, world of stardom champion, uh, former pro wrestling Eve champion. Um, you know, she's, she's held multiple titles all over the world. Um, you know, her native Germany, uh, of course, a big name, the UK, a big name, Japan, a big name. Uh, she even had, uh, you know, short run, uh, WWE with the, uh, May Young classic, uh, and then working, uh, NXT UK at one point. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled that she's in the game, and I think she's going to add a lot to uh, to people's feds. Uh, Ty, thoughts on Jazzy? It's it's an awesome signing. You know, definitely a big fan of hers. Uh, I remember the, the watching the May Young Classic, and I was really mad when she lost in the first round <laughs> yeah. to Kimberly. Like, hey, what was that? <laughs> but uh, you know, I definitely have seen a lot of her career. I've got a lot of Stardom DVDs from when she was there and actually made a comp of her matches, a couple of discs, um, just because she's unique. There's not a lot of women wrestlers with her size and just the power and, you know, and yeah. she can, she still has the skill, but there's not a lot of women wrestlers that big. And so, uh, but she's just a great name. I, you know, when I started statting Masha, I was really excited to do her, but Jazzy Gabbert, was probably the card I had the most fun working on because I knew it was going to be a lot of great moves to write on there and it was going to be a strong card. And, uh, you know, those are always fun to do. And so definitely a big, big name. She had, we had two slots still open that we were working on signing people. And then Todd said, you got Jazzy Gabbard. And so she's automatically in. So that it changed <laughs> the lineup of the set. And, um, just that's how big she is. You had to have her in and just push someone to, she made the change to prime with some other people. And, and then we got, we filled out the rest of it, but you know, alpha female is definitely awesome. Uh, I'm hoping she can run rough shot over my women's division and take the <laughs> world's title. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the strength of the card, like offensively, you know, is, is, is certainly going to make her a threat to, to anyone. Um, and not that she's a slouch defensively, but uh, I, I think between her power and, and, and the offense that she brings to the table, uh, she's she's definitely going to have an impact on people's feds. Uh, Todd, what are your thoughts on Jazzy? Well, you know, she first came on my radar a number of years ago because around the same time when um, uh, Strafe became alpha female in uh, in the GWF. And I'm like, oh, and then there was an alpha female in real life. I remember there was a lot of talk about that on the boards. Uh, but yes, I, I, I hadn't seen too much of her out, you know, until like the Mae Young Classic and then kind of seeing her there. It was like very impressive. I mean, obviously I'd heard a lot about her and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, definitely got to see a little bit of her there. I think I've seen a little bit of some, some other matches afterwards, but just really imposing uh you know looking individual there and just you know great you know just monster uh to have uh, to have taken over your women's division for sure is there a yeah. story and how she got signed sam yeah so that's another you know matt charlton hookup i cannot you know thank him enough for uh, uh 
you know, his, his friendship primarily. Um, but I, I met Matt because uh, when I started the King of Wrestling podcast and we were, you know, doing just New Japan stuff, um, the, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I noticed his Twitter, which is uh, at Shining Wizard D's, um, uh, DS, which is, uh, uh, you know, he, he posts art daily and, and he's just an incredible artist. And, uh, you know, through, through kind of just a Twitter conversation, we started talking and it was like, Hey, we should have you on the show. We should talk. Uh, what I didn't realize at the time we were talking is, was like, wait a minute, Charlton. Oh my gosh. Your brother's Chris Charlton, who had just started doing like the, the on-air translations for promos in new Japan pro wrestling. And now he's, you know, one of the English language announcers, um, uh, for their, you know, their, their, their booth, which is, I think just him and Kevin Kelly right now. I don't think they have a third person anymore, but they, they used to anyway. Um, Matt uh, ended up coming on the show, just such a lovely guy. We had such a great conversation and we started basically just, you know, having like a pen pal thing going on where we would write each other, you know, messages uh, via Twitter DMs. Uh, and, you know, it, it would be weekly, sometimes monthly or whatever. But uh, eventually um, he published a book, uh, which is uh, J crowned. And it was a history of the three major, um, you know, heavyweight championships in Japan, including the, the global heavyweight crown for Noah, um, the IWGP for new Japan. And then of course the triple crown for all Japan, Loved the book. Uh, he actually did a charity auction. I won the original artwork from the book. Um, and we did a, another podcast for that book and then his second book. And basically, I, you know, I was just chatting with him one day and I, I kind of mentioned, I was like, you know, I, I, I've been doing a little bit of work for Phil Singer Games. And he was like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know them. And uh, next thing I knew, you know, I had signed James Storm at, um, uh, Starcast, and you know, basically thought, well, okay, if I've signed one person, why not try and get some more? And I, I knew that Matt had a background in wrestling, had worked, um, you know, in the UK, and had done a little work in Japan um, before his brother settled there, and then he moved to Spain. But uh, he basically sent me a list of all these people that he knew and had worked with through the years, and Jazzy was one of the people, and. Uh, you know, he was like, I reached out to all of them. They're, they're expecting your email. Just send them an email, you know, and they'll get back to you. And if they don't let me know and I'll, I'll hound them a little bit. And, uh, she was one of those ones that I had to, you know, kind of keep after. Uh, but once, you know, once she said yes, she was so much fun to work with because, you know, again, you'd already put the moves on the, on the card. So we didn't necessarily need it, but, you know, she sent me move list. She sent me reference photos. She, you know, she was uh, very responsive when I sent her the artwork so she could take a look at it and, and, you know, just, just really, really cool. She even made her own edits to the artwork. Uh, she <laughs> did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she wanted the hair to be higher, which was, which was awesome. Uh, and it was funny because I think Mike Todd and I, when we saw the edit that she did, we were sort of like, we could just go with this if we wanted to, <laughs> like it was good. Yeah, enough. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, so, Oh, I owe it all to Matt. And that's true of, of all the names that I signed um, for, for this set uh, and a couple of names that I've signed for, you know, hopefully upcoming sets we'll see. But um, he, he was just so generous and kind to, you know, reach out to these people and, and kind of hook me up and, and then able to exchange emails and, you know, talk to some of them, and, you know, hopefully maybe even we'll see, get, get an interview in the future. So we'll see what happens. That'd be great. Yeah. So that's the long winded story. 
of how Matt Charlton uh, helped us help us sign these people. Um, but uh, you know, next after Jazzy, someone that I did not sign, someone I'm very very excited that's in the game um, because I, I had the pleasure of watching her uh, quite a few times um, uh, at Shimmer, uh, and that's Hyann. Um, tell us, Ty. Tell us about that. Yeah, Hyann's definitely a really good name. You know, she got that chance to be at first. She was the interim heart of Shimmer champion but she held that belt for over a year. Um, she's another one that I had to work hard to get signed. It's one of those, you get a yes, and then you hear nothing from them for a while. And I tried last year for the indie set and didn't get her signed. And then, you, you know, sometimes no answer is a no, you know, but until they, and I'm not going to hound people, but until I, they say, no, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to give them some time and then I'll send another message, you know, and if they keep it, ignore me then that's probably no but that's what happened this year i tried again and she immediately said yes this this time and uh, helped with some moves and started working on the stats and she was definitely one that was um you know automatically gonna gonna be in the set especially after uh spending time in the uk this summer with a really good tour over there um gave her more international experience and yeah. say you know fits the theme and so I'm definitely happy to to work on that card and have her in the game finally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I I think that she is. She's such a great name, and 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 like you were saying, the the stint that she had in the UK. Uh, you know, I think she has even you know expressed uh, her you know fortune over working there and feeling like she learned a lot while she was there. So uh, I think it's really cool to be able to. Um, uh, to have her in the game and, and, you know, in spite of the fact that unfortunately she is no longer the heart of shimmer champion, uh, that, uh, it's, it's always cool when you can, you know, add a champion. <laughs> that was bad luck. Otherwise. I know. Right. 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 You know, it, it's worth noting that when, when we talk about some of these championships, you know, going through kind of the list of championships that some of these women that have held, um, in this set, I mean, it really is kind of a big deal. I mean, you think about like with jazzy with the world of stardom, and one could certainly make the argument that there is no more important women's wrestling championship in professional wrestling right now for the past decade uh, than the, the world of stardom championship. Um, the, the women that have held that title are, you know, have arguably been the, the best women wrestlers and, and, you know, would some would say the best wrestlers on the face of the planet. I mean, names like Yo Shirai, uh, Mako Satomura, uh, Mayu Itami, uh, you know, I mean, the, the list goes on. And, and um, you know, the fact that we've got somebody like Alpha Female who held that title was pretty cool. And of course, the Heart of Shimmer title, while the secondary title in Shimmer, um, has been, you know, just a super important title and a title that, you know, people like Shaza McKenzie and I mean, it just, it's super cool uh, uh, to have, you know, these people represented in the game because it's clear that they're making their mark in the business. So um, I, yeah, it's always, it's always worth throwing out there kind of the, the resume uh, uh, just because they're, you know, these, these women are legit badasses, uh, but, but also in, you know, when it comes to the entertainment, they're, they're getting the, the credit as well, uh, getting to wear that, that, that gold around the waist. And uh, I like Hyann's uh, nickname, the Renaissance Woman. You know, I've heard announcers during the matches talking about that she can wrestle any style, adapt to any opponent, you know, and stuff like that is cool to have as part of a your character or a gimmick. You know, she can change what she needs to do to beat anybody in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And, you know, she's definitely someone that I feel like I had the good fortune of seeing grow because the first time I saw her in shimmer, you know, I, I really didn't take too much notice, you know, it was just, she was in an undercard match and, you know, in and out. And, uh, that was that. And then the next shimmer weekend, um, 
you know, she was back and I, and, and I was like, Oh, you know, yeah, she was here last time. She's good. I, I, you know, I'm enjoying her matches. And then I think it was that third shimmer weekend that I saw her at. And I was just like, she can really go and, and was just really entertaining. And uh, I, I, like I said, just really, really enjoyed her work quite a bit. And she was mostly playing a heel, if I'm not mistaken, while she was in shimmer. Um, and I know she, I think she was baby face for a while when she was the heart of shimmer champion, but then, I think she's back to being a heel again. It can be hard to tell with the Shimmer fans. Well, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> um, you know, unless they're outright cheating and everything, you can tell who the heel is. But otherwise, the fans, you know, they like who they like, and they don't care if they're supposed to be the bad guy. They're gonna, they're gonna cheer. That's very, very true. Uh, with sounds with like most other that. indie fans too. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, next up on this list uh, is a, is a really cool name. Somebody that was ranked pretty highly on the PWI. Uh, um, what was it this year? Was it 150? 150. Yeah, 150. They they upped it. Uh, and that is the uh, the quintessential or quintessential, depending on how you want to say it, uh, diva Giselle Shaw. Uh, Ty, I know that this was something that you were excited about. And Todd, obviously, you know, when when she got announced as being, um, what what was her ranking? It was something. It was, it was, it was number, uh, number 19. 19. Yeah, 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 it was in the, it was teens, in the teens. Yeah. yeah. So it's top 20 uh, uh, on that list. Um, so tell us is a little it, bit about this. Was someone that uh, Zika actually signed before too and uh he he was definitely very much like yeah she really should be in the set and then once the ranking came out and i saw that i'm like yeah she needs to be in the set if we get someone in the top 20 yeah, at that point you're gonna be in the set <laughs> yeah and i mean well earned because you know again yeah. you know when making arguments for titles the progress women's championship the progress women's championship oh, totally. is, you know is, is certainly ranked Thanks. pretty highly up there um you know if not the top women's title in the UK, um, you know, certainly right there next to the pro wrestling Eve title maybe, but uh, yeah, just an awesome, awesome name. So uh, Ty, tell us a little bit about Giselle Shaw. Well, watching her matches, she's, she's a great heel. She, she can definitely talk on the mic too. And you know, that's how you build your character and build up the matches and the heat and everything. And, but she's just really good in the ring. Uh, She's quick, you know, uses the top rope and, you know, so just um, yeah, Zeke signed her maybe a couple years ago and uh, just didn't make the cut for whatever set, you know, the next one like last year. But I think she was also one a couple of different times that I'd started to work on the stats and then stopped because she wasn't getting the card right away. But um, happy to go back and, and finish up that, that work. And uh, yeah, she's she's a very good name. And, you know, like a lot of these names being international you know, you have to look around if you want to watch them, unless they're really huge names that people hear, have heard of. You know, it's easy for some of these people that a lot of the fans just haven't heard of yet or seen. So definitely, she's definitely one to check out. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the nice thing is, is that it's she, she's a lot more accessible now because of progress being carried on the WWE network slash peacock uh so so she's a little easier to see it's really interesting too uh you know for for people keeping score at home uh that in addition to being the progress uh, women's champion the current progress women's champion she has has been recently not shy about calling out charlotte flair in particular um on progress programming which is carried on the wwe you know (laughs) network portion of peacock so who knows what's going to happen uh uh, down the line with with that um 
But yeah, great get, uh, you know, from, from the Philippines by, by way of Canada, I think, um, and, and now <laughs> residing in the UK, um, a, a great, great talent. Um, Todd, any additional thoughts about Giselle Shaw? Um, no, no, nothing too much though, but, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, glad, glad to have her in there. As I mentioned before, you know, this is someone Zeke was like, yeah, can we get her in? He's been, I remember her at him asking a couple of times, I think last year didn't make the cut, but this one here, this, this is, I think it definitely made sense given her, you know, whole international background, her stature right now with everything in progress. I mean, it, it made complete sense. Uh, I like how the, the art came out as well. Uh, with this too this you know this was a good uh another i mean so many great pieces in this set although i think one of the next one might be one of my favorites though yeah for sure uh and speaking of which that is none other than the wild child jody threat uh you know jody threat is is such an interesting name um she she kind of came to the business a little bit later in life um but she brings just such a a cool you know visual flair and sense of style and, you know, kind of punk rock attitude. Um, and, uh, of course your trusty skateboard, uh, to the ring. Um, you know, and it's worth noting, this is something that I actually noted in, in the uh, teaser for her is that, uh, she was the one that was selected to help Trish Stratus get back into ring shape. Um, so, you know, she was in there mixing it up with, with Trish Stratus while uh, Trish was kind of training for her little, you know, mini comeback run that she had in WWE not that long ago. And, um, you know, she, she's, again, she's been around a while. Um, uh, didn't get her start though until she was almost 30, um, which is, which is pretty remarkable. All things considered, you know, a lot of these names got started, you know, got started young in some cases, really young. There's a name that set, I think her first match was when she was 15, but, um, yeah, I think I think Jody Thread is a really cool name. There's a great mechanic on the card um, that I, you know, I think people will really enjoy. So, uh, Ty, talk a little bit about Jody Threat. She's one that people have asked on the boards for for a while. Uh, just you know, her name is starting to build up more again. I got her signed last year because you know I went on a big spree trying to build up the list of names for the next women's set last year, and she was one of them. And then get back in touch with her when she was going to be in this set and see what she had to say about what moves she was doing. But, you know, I like, it's always good when you get younger people and who knows where they're going to go in the future, but also like having people that have gotten some time in the, in the business. Sometimes you can tell better where, where they fit and everything, or you just have more matches to watch, uh, work on the stats. So, but she's definitely a very good name. Um, That mechanic you're talking about on the card I actually only saw it happen once, but I figured I'm going to put this on the card and assume that she's done it other times because (laughs) obviously I'm not seeing every match in her career. And, you know, I tried to find it. That's the only time I saw her do that, but I watched a lot of matches. So it was something fun. It was when I saw her that I'm like, that was really cool. So, you know, let's, let's put this on here. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty wild to to kind of visualize and, and think about, but uh, uh, I think like I said, I think people are gonna enjoy the card and the artwork is great and uh, and she's somebody that can definitely bring a lot to your Fed and I think one of the things that's nice about this set is that it feels like there's a um, you know there's there's kind of a clear cut line of where people can kind of fit on the card and that's not to say that people won't surprise you and that you know that that, that there's not uh, you, you know some some stronger cars or weaker cars or whatnot. But, uh, I think that there's, uh, uh, 
a nice tier list, if you will, and and she'll have a good a good placement uh, on people's cards, and, and it'll be exciting. And she'll be exciting to use too, which I know uh, people like a lot. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to having Jody Threat in the game. Uh, next up, a name that again, you, you know, has just had an incredible couple of years, and the first time that I saw her uh, live was probably about four years ago now. A little over about four and a half years ago, I saw her live for the first time and liked her. Thought she was great. She pretty much focused just on tag team action at the time. But these past couple of years has really taken off to the point that there are a lot of people legitimately like calling her, you know, the best, uh, one of the best wrestlers from Australia in Australia. And not, you know, and again, not women's wrestlers, whatever, just one of the best wrestlers in Australia. Um, and uh, and that's Jessica Troy. Um, and she, uh, you know, again, I know a lot of people know her as, as a tag team wrestler, um, but her singles run over the past, you know, two years down in the PWA uh, has just been pretty, you know, just astonishingly good. And she's had some great singles matches here in the States uh, recently as well. Um, I'm super excited to have her in the game. I think she's wonderful. She's really nice, really cool. I've had the chance to talk to her a couple of times um, and, and uh, just a great wrestler, which I think uh, obviously is the most important thing. And again, somebody else has a pretty cool mechanic on the card, which, uh, you know, came late to the, uh, to the, to the process. But uh, as soon as, you know, Ty sent an email saying like, Oh yeah, this was something I wanted to do. I, I immediately was just like, that is a great idea. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that it's being instituted here in spite of it kind of being one of those last minute, uh, last minute things. Uh, Ty, talk about Jessica Troy. Yeah, I like her a lot too. You know, she's a really good veteran that's had a good career and it's still getting better. She, like you mm-hmm. said, from tag team, she was in that team with Charlie Evans, the blue nation for a long time, even, uh, in the States, you know, um, I think they've had shimmer matches. They were even in rise a few years ago, you know, over here. So, uh, you know, she'd been in Chikara some, I know she, that's yeah. where, uh, Todd got her signs, um, time ago, you know, and then things just happen. There's, there's people that are wait a long time once in a while. So she's a, we're a great name. Uh, I like, I like that mechanic on the card, but, uh, her finisher, you know, just you can use her as a really good singles wrestler, you know, put her in a tag team with uh, all there's like four or five Australians in the game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make a whole uh, stable, you know, which is something I might do at some point, um, you know, with Eagles and Mackenzie and Skater. Uh, there's somebody else I'm missing, but, you know, that's one idea, but she can definitely, you know, come in and be a, a good single star. You uh, find a tag team partner for her. Yeah, that's the other thing that's nice is that obviously the card is, is you know, is definitely has more of a single slant um, as far as the use within this set. You know, she's being released kind of as a singles wrestler, but uh, there's no doubt that she's got a strong, you know, tag presence defensively, which I think is fitting considering the success that she, you know, she had with uh, with Charlie Evans. And, you know, uh, there there were there's one match, especially uh, I can remember, but I think there might be multiple. They they had uh, you know, challenged for the tag team titles in Shimmer a couple of times. And uh, I, I remember one weekend that 
people, myself included, were, were actually pretty pissed that they didn't walk out with the titles because in spite of them being heels and, and you know, using every dirty trick in the book, uh, I think the fans, you know, felt that they had really earned it based off of their performance the past few weekends. So, um, yeah, uh, she's great. I, I'm excited to have her. And I think she's the type of person that can surprise a lot of people, not only because of that mechanic, but, you know, just because it's a really well-balanced card in a lot of ways. So uh, thrilled, thrilled that she's in the game. Uh, Todd, any, any thoughts about Jessica? I mean, obviously, like, like Ty said, you, uh, you signed her. Yeah, I signed her at uh, King of Trios in 2018. Uh, actually, it looks like the last ever show in the Easton Funplex, uh, which I went to quite a number of shows there. Uh, but she was there. Um, she was there kind of at the table with the four nations. I guess she's she's in the, in the team uh, with them. Uh, I think that the team that was that day was Mick Moretti, Jack Bonza, and Adam Hoffman. But she was there tag teaming with uh Shazza McKenzie um as part of the tag gauntlet uh, that day when I got to see her but uh, she was at the table there obviously I'd, we already had Shazza in, in the game and uh I you know, wanted to get uh, Jessica I, I definitely heard a bunch about her before going into the weekend so definitely wanted to get her as part of uh of the game as well and glad that she was happy to to to, uh, to join yeah super yeah. cool well thank you for it your just, work uh, <laughs> it's good to you're not going to get probably not too many former Chikara people into the game right now so and it wasn't as long ago as I thought you'd said before you know only a few years if that's when you signed her so yeah, yeah pretty definitely sure like having her in yeah 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 it's, it's worth noting you know kind of like ty was saying about some of the other australians that we have in the game that uh that king of trios that uh she was initially uh on, on the first round in a trios team with uh shaza mckenzie and the madison eagles so there we go there okay. you go there's there's a trios team if you want it and and the hell of a trios team at that actually um and then uh, so the the last two names um I, I had the good fortune of signing and uh, i think one of the names that i was genuinely most excited about um when when the opportunity kind of arose uh is is none other than fearless charlie morgan um somebody that you know uh, right up until the time that she retired it seemed to just be on a trajectory to you know stardom uh superstardom and you know there's a reason why pro wrestling eve was matching her up with you know pretty much anyone and everyone that that was coming through as far as being kind of a top hand she had a uh you know by eve standards at this point pretty legendary feud with kaylee ray um they did all sorts of crazy stuff um you know, the hardcore daredevil matching up with the fearless one. Uh, you can just imagine the type of things that were going on, uh, ladders involved, you know, dives off of balconies. Uh, and Charlie would go on to win the very first, she won tournament in pro wrestling Eve. And then eventually of course, capture the pro wrestling Eve championship as well. Um, you know, such a, such a cool personality, very hard on her sleeve. She uh, actually uh, came out in, in a wrestling ring uh, uh, in front of uh, a wrestling audience um, and, uh, you know, big supporter of LGBTQ plus uh, uh, causes um, and, you know, incorporated, you know, kind of the pride flag into her ring gear at, at one point. Um, unfortunately did su suffer an injury, <laughs> her first uh, shimmer weekend, um, which it's notable that in her very first match in shimmer 
she beat Mercedes uh, Martinez, which is, uh, you know, something that obviously even on commentary, people were, were you know, taking notice. And again, it's just a testament to, I think, you know, how people saw her. Um, unfortunately, on in day two of that Shimmer weekend, she landed badly on a dive uh, that, as she has said herself in interviews, she'd done, you know, hundreds of times and uh, broke her ankle and uh, didn't even realize how badly it was broken, um, you know, until she got back to the UK. And it was it was badly enough the doctor said that she you know never be able to wrestle again so she retired in a wrestling ring uh much to the the dismay and sadness of the crowd um however you know over the past year and a half or so uh you know i guess good things have been able to happen because uh she made her return at wrestle queendom four um and uh, uh, is is back, and it looks like she's going to challenge um, potentially for the uh, Pro Wrestling Eve International Championship, which would be really cool. So, um, yeah, just a just an awesome, awesome talent, and, and somebody I think was pretty special, and you know has clearly trained hard to get back, you know, in the ring. Uh, arguably, looks like she's in better shape now than she was when she you know, had to retire, and has added some some muscle mass, uh, in particular, in you know arms and shoulders. So she's you know got a little bit more strength than she used to have, which is cool. Uh, Ty, uh, talk about Charlie Morgan. You see, another really good name from from the UK area. Um, happy to get her. I'm trying to remember. It was at least a few years ago. You know, of course, before she retired, that I. Did, you know, she'd been in the PWI list and someone I looked some more stuff up and did try to get a hold of her back then but didn't have a right message or whatever, you know. So for her to get somebody that's able to come out of retirement from an injury and come back and be, you know, get back into that main event spot. And, you know, she's just another big name, you know, from the other side of the Atlantic, you know, from us and um, a lot of great matches I got to watch to, to work on those stats. I think I've seen all the things you talked about um, <laughs> with uh, the wins. And uh, so it's just a, another really cool name to get. And, you know, her and the next, and the next person we're going to talk about finished the set when we were trying to get people for those last two spots. Then you come up with these two and they slot in, you know, as, as perfectly as anybody else in the set. And so that, that worked out really well. <laughs> Uh, the way the set ended up uh yeah yeah I, I feel like we we had some some good fortune uh and and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second uh todd any thoughts on charlie morgan <laughs> sorry i had on, on, uh, mute there. uh <laughs> so um you know try i mean i i i'll admit i'm learning a little bit more about her now uh but definitely I've seen some and definitely very impressed uh, with, with what I've seen. Yeah. I think she was in, was it at least in the top 25 of the PWI uh, women's rankings a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was a 20, what did we see? 2019, 2018, 2018, 2018, 2018, yeah. 2018 actually. Yeah. yeah. So right before her injury, she was really kind of getting the, um, you know, get, getting uh, more notoriety there. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that, you know, that continues for her, you know, now and this, that's just come back. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things too, that was just such a bummer is that she had uh, done some work in NXT UK and it seemed like, you know, that there was a yeah. good chance that she was going to be, you know, kind of on their roster. Um, and it just, you know, unfortunately just kind of, uh, fell apart due to due to the injury. So I'm really glad that she's back. Uh, I think, unfortunately, I think, and this is something that 
you know, I think will be easily manageable, but I think that she actually has a bit of a hamstring injury right now. Uh, she was supposed to wrestle today, um, but uh, she, she didn't. And and you could just kind of tell either hamstring or maybe quad or something like that. Uh, she was, she was a little ginger when she was, you know, kind of uh, uh, climbing into the ring before the, uh, the promo that she had. Uh, so she didn't actually wrestle today um, at the, uh, the pro wrestling Eve event, uh, aim to misbehave, but uh, someone who did wrestle at that event, and unfortunately is no longer in possession of the belt that she is drawn with on her card art, which is always the risk, of course. Uh, is, I told is, you, Sam. <laughs> I told you. Is Coventry's loudest, the Princess Diana of British wrestling. And that is the one and only Jetta. Nobody does it better. Um, nobody does it better. Uh, but uh, Jetta is is such a cool name to have in the game. She's someone that's been around for you know nearly twenty years. Um, she's the name that I mentioned earlier that started wrestling when she was fifteen years old. And um, you know this is another you know Matt Charlton uh, kind of you know helping helping me get get signed because he actually wrestled on a card with her when she had just started it was, you know, not even really a year into the business. And, uh, they, you know, they kind of formed a rapport, uh, early on and, and just, you know, again, kind of like I was talking about jazzy, so nice has been such a pleasure to work with and very involved and, you know, sent us tons of, of great you know, reference photos and, um, very communicative, which is awesome. Uh, and yeah, she's someone that has been around for a long time, wrestled in shimmer, uh, early on and, uh, was part of the international home wrecking crew with Lacey and rain and uh you know the, this past year has had kind of a bit of a, a transformation in some ways has gone from being you know a bit of a bit of a heel seen as a bit of a heel in, in eve to uh you know absolutely being a, a baby face and you know capitalizing on that by winning the title at wrestle kingdom four uh which unfortunately she did indeed lose today uh but um, but but uh, a great name and you know just thrilled to have her in in, in the game someone that I, I think is the type of person that fits uh, a lot of different places, you know, whether you're running, you decide to run kind of an old school shimmer fed or you're running something kind of, you know, more international flavored, or even if you want to take your hand at kind of running like a, a pro wrestling Eve, you know, type promotion or whatnot, uh, she'll, she'll fit right in. Um, Ty, talk a little bit about Jetta. Well, what's this going to be the eighth time where I say, you know, what a great signing. <laughs> That's um yeah, I, I like Jetta a lot. Uh, I liked her so much that way back after when we started getting some women's cards into the game, um, I made a bootleg of Jetta to use in my fed with Lacey and Rain, you know, because I'd seen all of their shimmer matches. Um, she's such a good heel. I think oh, so many wrestlers, the ones that flip flop a lot, it always seems like they're better heels. I don't know. It's, they, <laughs> I've heard wrestlers talk about it. they have more fun when they're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely so good at talking smack on the fans and the wrestlers and you know so she's going to be a, a good card for you know, like singles or tag and you know just working through her move set and where she's gonna gonna fit but it's great to have a, a real veteran name like her and um since she's been over here for a while and shimmer you know hopefully more people know her than some of the other ones and uh give her a chance in your game because um, she would definitely do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, I think that uh, she's, yeah, she's statted well. And, and, and I think is someone that can, 
you know, even anchor a fed, uh, if you want, you know, maybe not always hold that top title or whatever, but certainly be somebody to kind of build around. Um, and, and it's just a great card. And, you know, you mentioned her talking and yeah, she's incredible, uh, on the mic. I mean, I, I, I mean that genuinely, I'm not just trying to, you know, uh, you know, blow somebody up, uh, because we're releasing a card for them, but she is one hell of a talker. Um, probably one of the better female talkers I've ever seen legitimately. And, uh, she's, you know, she can do it before a match, after a match, even during a match. Uh, I've seen her have matches <laughs> where she is literally just talking trash and talking to the other wrestlers and talking to the fans uh, during during the match and riling people up, but it's great. Uh, and she's also done commentary uh, a few times as well. And she's always a lot of fun uh, on commentary. So super cool and and really, really glad that, that uh, she's in the game. Um, Todd, any thoughts on Jetta as we kind of close this thing out? Uh, no, definitely a name I've heard a, a bunch over the years. Hadn't really seen too much of her, uh, but uh, great to really learn a lot more about her. I can learn a lot about a lot of the names in this set. As you mentioned, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who probably haven't seen much uh, of a lot of these women, including Jetta, that will probably check them out more after this, which I think is a great part of any of these sets that we do is that yes. uh, it's an educational thing along with, you know, a fun game as well and and yeah i think her art is great you know the title belt looks great on there maybe she'll win it back you know, <laughs> you know, it'll be more appropriate again we'll, we'll see hopefully hopefully we'll see she does get a rematch uh, so he's got to get that rematch clause in there right that's right exactly. So somebody uh, should somebody should tell her that we put the belt on the card. Oh, <laughs> she knows. She knows. She, she, she knows. <laughs> and even though Pro Wrestling Eve know too. Exactly. Oh, right. Well, because that's the funny thing. So, you know, it's worth mentioning. I think I might have mentioned this on last week's episode when we did the, you know, the announcement via the teasers for these two. But uh no, Pro Wrestling Eve, uh, Dan was was you know, nice enough to to be like yeah sure you know use the you know use the uh the belt that's no problem at all um because obviously it's the type of thing that you know when you do that it's you know it's their intellectual property you don't want to just throw it on there just because like you want to make sure it's kosher and um and they were fine with it and so it was just kind of like oh this is a great opportunity to be able to use that belt so so yeah it's funny because you know obviously she knows about it and you know personally you knew about it but alas we have no pull um, <laughs> she'll always be pro wrestling Eve champion in our hearts. That's so. right, eternally uh, for Phil Singer Games. She'll be the pro wrestling Eve champ. Uh, it's great looking title belt too. It um, is really nice. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I think top to bottom, this is just such a cool set. I think the opportunity to you know to even have been able to do a, a international themed set is really great because uh, I think we're you know we're lucky we do have some really cool international names, but. But there's also a lot of international names out there that fans have wanted for a long time, whether it be legends or indies uh, that, that we don't have the access to. And, you know, I think that obviously the hope is, is that we can continue to make connections. We can continue to kind of grow relationships and you know, find other ways to, to get other talent uh, in the game because there's, you know, there's just such a wealth of, of you know, folks out there, whether it be the UK uh, or, or Japan or, or elsewhere. Uh, and this set, you know, we, would just not be possible without the, you know, the, the efforts of, of, of the whole team, you know, just kind of coming together and saying like, okay, you know, we, we want to put it together in an international set. Who do we have? Who do we want? Where can we get them? And, um, and now it's, it's, it's a reality. Cause I think that the first that Todd mentioned the theme of this to me was probably almost a year ago. Yeah. I think we were thinking about it for a while. Uh, I know definitely by the time Galacticon came around, we're like, okay, I think we're going with this then. 
Yeah. And, and at one point, it's funny, at one point, there had even been some talk about potentially doing like just just doing like a, a one off, like a four pack um, yeah. with a couple of the names, um, not just from this set, but even from Prime. And uh, and I'm I, in a way like that would have been cool. But I'm glad that that didn't happen because I think that this is just a, such a, a cool way for you know the fans to to be able to get a set like this. Yeah, a full set, a full set's better than a four pack. So, right, um, <laughs> you know. But you, I don't. I think uh, Todd might have said we might do a, a small pack because you made a couple of the signings. And um, but as far as the deciding it was an international theme for the full women's set this year, um, I didn't know that till. T- Todd said they were going to do an international women's set, and I was like, "International women meaning like anywhere in the world? We got to try and get some people." So, you know, in a way, it made it made things extra work, I think, just because of trying to contact people and things like yeah. that. But it, um, all the work that everybody did to put this together is definitely worth it. Now, um, so hopefully, we have some other people possibly slot in, you know, a best of set, you know, next year. And then down the road, we'll see if we're ever able to do another full international lady set because, you know, it's definitely, if you're able to put one together, you know, it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. We did the best of the UK, the best of Canada, Mexico mm-hmm. on the men's side. It made sense to do something on on the women's side. And especially since, you know, it is even more on the indie side. I think it is even more, uh, a lot more international travel amongst the high end of the, of the women's wrestling scene, even more so than the men, I would say. Right. I would completely agree with that. I, I think, I think stardom in particular, and yeah. then, you know, progress and pro wrestling Eve, you know, have really kind of, and, and rev pro uh, have really kind of helped open the, the doors for so many women to travel uh, the world. And, and, and in a way that, yeah, I mean, oftentimes, you know, it, it used to be back in the day that like pro wrestling Noah was a destination yeah. for a lot of indies men's wrestlers. Right, I mean, obviously right. like Chris Daniels, uh, Brian Danielson, you know, I mean, there's, there's names uh, of guys that have gone over there. It's been like Davey Richards. Uh, I've spent a lot of time over there, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think that the, the, the theme is great and hopefully it is something that we can do again. And, and even if not, that, that there can be enough international talent that's brought into the game to, to continue having names pop up and other best of sets, uh, which would be awesome. Yeah. One thing I, well, I guess I knew, but found out while I was working on trying to get names, you know, of course in Japan and Mexico, not everybody's under contract to a certain promotion. There's a lot of free agents, especially in Japan, but Mexico too. And there were a few luchadoras that I reached out to that I could seem like from looking around that they were probably free agents, but you know, I don't know for sure. Um, did hear from one, she was a yes and I could never get her to send the form back. So maybe <laughs> next year, because uh, it would have been great to, to have a, a Mexican international women in the set too, yeah. um, would have filled in that area of the yeah. world. Um, but so maybe in the future, but yeah, that's, if you find any, any of these women, wherever Japan, Mexico, that are, are free agents that bounce around to places, you know, you get start, you get some of them signed and I mean, who knows what helps sign other people later, but. Um, right. we, got, we got, we got high end from Texas. That's close enough to Mexico. 
Uh, Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, we've got somebody from South America coming to you. That's true. Uh, But, uh, no, I, 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 again, I I think that one of the cool things about the game, I've said this before, especially with Legends, um, but, I mean, even for for Indies as well, is that if there are names that you're not familiar with, this is such a great opportunity to get familiar with some of them. Um, Because, you know, one of the things that is absolutely true is that, like, these names don't just kind of like appear, you know, it's not like, it's not like we're, we're just kind of like hoping to, to put any and, you know, any old name in the set. There's, there's often thought there's often, you know, you, you target someone because you're like, this person is good and they can add a lot to the game. And uh, I, I think that if you're not familiar with them, if you got familiar with them, you'd understand exactly why, you know, they were, they were sought after by, you know, either by uh, Ty or myself or Todd or, you know, other, other promoters who have mentioned their names in the past. So, um, I think it's a fantastic set. I think that uh, it's it's just, it's easily you know one of my favorite women's sets, which is saying quite a lot because I've I've really loved uh, you know the, the best of the the women's indie sets that have, that have come out over the past couple of years, and we've gotten some awesome names um, as a result of those those past sets as well. So uh, just just more great talent to add to your Fed, whether you're running an exclusively a women's Fed or an indies Fed, um, uh, you know whatever you're doing, I think that they'll add a lot of texture. So uh, and I and I think that the, the again the collaborative effort on this set in particular, um, you know, in my humble opinion, has really paid off because I think that it's just a really it's a, it's a well layered balanced set with uh, uh, lots of opportunity to kind of slot people into different positions uh, on the card. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm very very happy with the balance of the set. The uh, you know just the the wide variety of the of the whole indie women's landscape. Uh, so yeah, definitely great job uh, by you guys. Uh, you know, Ty coming up. I know Sam had a lot with a lot of the bios and a little and some other thoughts uh, kind of to help uh, bring some more variety to some of the different cards and stuff like that. I think you know overall really good uh, team effort on this one and and really happy with how it, it came together. So kudos, guys. Let's do it again in 12 months. Yeah, how about nine? Yeah. Let's, let's, I'm, I'm thinking when we do the next one, we're going to do, I think we're going to bring the women's set back to September again. Yeah. Year. That's my guess. That's my That's guess. That's cool. So. I love it. If we don't have to wait as long, why not? Let's there get more go. women in the game. Let's do it. Um, well, I, you know, I, that, that brings us to the end here of the main event. Um, Todd, do you have anything else for us at all? I uh, want to talk about next week. Uh, yes. Yeah, so next week we're going to be back and talking a little bit of, uh, FTR again mm-hmm. and kind of setting up everything around FTR screw job. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll have Rob on with us for that. Um, hopefully by that point, maybe not everyone will have their cards, but we're going to try to see if we can get the book out to people, uh, especially before, uh, this podcast drops. So make sure you, uh, go ahead and, uh, read that before you, uh, listen to the podcast, uh, and um yeah maybe even know, maybe even the, the cards will be out early who on the online you never know you never know how things will, <laughs> yeah. how things will shape up so Man, we'll, we'll, you're gonna we'll fire see. the board up with that i know exactly right? that, now, that now mike's gonna send me online's gonna get it first <laughs> i don't know who, who who knows who knows, who knows? but uh, well let's say we're gonna try to get everything out as soon as we as possible to everybody um Obviously, you know, I think the one thing uh, it, uh, the, the the printer business has picked up a little bit. So uh, uh, you will see how quickly we can get everything back. I know the ringside companion is definitely 
a chore, not only for on the editing side, but on the printing side as well. So it might take a little bit longer with that, but we're going to try to get out things as quickly as possible, get things in people's hands uh, before uh, the Christmas holiday, if at all possible. If not, hopefully it'll arrive soon. You know, if it, you know, you're not, you, you didn't uh, do the upgraded shipping, hopefully and it doesn't get to you before Christmas, hopefully uh, before New Year's then that, that that's my, my hope then. Fantastic. I, well, uh, there's a lot to look forward to that ringside companion is, is awesome. And, uh, such a great resource and some cool new stuff in there as well, which I think is just such a treat that, you know, it's not just a compilation of, you know, all the special matches from, uh, uh, the champions of the galaxy and legends, uh, line, but, uh, there's, there's some, some new stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, obviously those sets, uh, get your pre-orders in the legends of wrestling expansion. Number eight, the Memphis theme set is such an incredible, incredible set, just wonderful work from the legends crew. Uh, uh once again, um, I think that it's, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with this set, just the, the, the layers and the depth, uh, of the set, uh, are fantastic and will really help to flesh out your card, uh, uh, whether you're looking for a new main eventer or you're looking for some mid card stuff or tag team stuff. I mean, there's just, it's just such a great set. One of, one of, one of my favorite legend sets, uh, which I feel like I say every time, but it's true. I mean, it, yeah. e- each one just comes out and, and brings so much to the table. So such a cool set. And then of course, FTR screw job. We're going to talk more in depth about that next week with Rob. And uh, I think people are really going to like it. Uh, you know, he mentioned it before uh, about, you know, that that sort of carnival atmosphere, circus atmosphere, wanting to have, you know, different kind of acts in addition to, you know, kind of the, the layering of the card, you know, different, different types of acts, you know, it's like a little comedy here. You got something more serious here. These are the brawlers. These are, you know, and, and, and I think that this, uh, set definitely hits that it hits some high notes and, and there's some cool stuff too like you know the there's there's something special a special treat that i think a lot of people are going to enjoy uh, oh yeah definitely, definitely. yeah and then of course the women of the indies international edition um we've we've talked it to death this past hour or so so hour and a half so uh i think you know everything you need to know and and go out there and get that pre-order in get those uh, items and of course don't forget your prime subscription as well because there's some really cool prime cards um if you just heard that cat well just know that l says hi uh and uh, uh and i just want to give uh another shout out to matt charlton who again you know without him some of these signings i just don't think would have been possible or certainly not as easy as they ended up being uh you can find him over on twitter at shining wizard ds his artwork is incredible he literally posts a new piece of art every single day he has a new book coming out next month which will be the third volume in j crowned it's going to focus on the light heavyweight uh or junior heavyweight championships uh in Japan. And, uh, I've, I've had a sneak peek at some of the stuff that he's done and it's just so incredible and it's massive. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the last two volumes were, were big as well, but this one, um, not, not physically big, but just, you know, what they contained as far as how many wrestlers, um, this one, you know, outdoes that because obviously you got a lot more title changes and a lot more wrestlers, I think on the junior heavyweight side, um, of some of these promotions than you did on the heavyweight side, uh, or even the women's side, the last book featured the world of stardom title, for instance in addition to some of the other titles so um it's going to be a really 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 cool book uh and and i love his work and in addition to that he's just a great human being so uh, check him out uh you know you can get a commission from him he does uh, artwork uh by commission uh of course he's probably out of commission uh until the new book gets published uh so bear with him but uh a big thanks to him and then of course a huge thanks to ty states for joining us here today uh ty such a pleasure uh been a lot of fun talking with you about this new set and we look forward to having you back on like i said i'd love to do you know a, a show where we spotlight shimmer and get to talk about those 
camera sets. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate being here tonight. And uh, whenever I'm available, if you make the time for me, if I if I have to change your schedule around, I'll, I'll be here for you. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Todd, you got anything else before we go home? No, let's bring it home. All right, let's do it. Well, Todd got boosted today. I got boosted today. I think we're both starting to feel the effects. Yep. So we're going to get out of here. <laughs> we're, we're, our shoulders are down to the mat. It's time for that ref to hit the one, two, three. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you're paying attention to everything else that's going out there in Phil Singer Games Land, including all the other wonderful content creators like the folks over at Uncharted Territory. Uh, just love you guys. Have so much respect for everything that, that you've done. The, new, the latest NGO episodes has just been a hell of a lot of fun. A walk down memory lane, especially for a guy who just had, you know, crummy scans of those cards it didn't have the official cards back in like you know 1999 2000 uh and uh you know of course uh mike uh and brock have been doing their character spotlights it's been a lot of fun uh and of course we've got grant with the filter games fan podcast and lee longford with the dizzy dice and the classic wrestling podcast as well uh hit the boards post your fed comment on other people's feds drum up the speculation get that legends of wrestling expansion number eight up past 100 posts Post or 100 pages it's only up to 83 like Stu said what are we doing here if we can't get that thing past 100 <laughs> what's the point yeah my uh, yeah, the women's, the women's threat is way behind people <laughs> uh yeah start a conversation say hi introduce yourself if you're listening to this you're probably already over there we're gonna get out of here happy holidays take care of yourselves take care of one another and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode